The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees and bikinis. And for anything I'm trying to update in my wardrobe, I'm not trying to spend a small fortune. Let me tell you about Quince, because I just found a bikini, top and bottom, $50. High quality, $25 for the top, $25 for the bottom. There is a certain Australian shearling slipper that I've been looking for, and I found it for $50 on Quince. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lexi for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lexi to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lexi. Let's talk wellness, ladies. I know some of you love yourself a new wellness brand something to hop on and let me tell you about fleur marche they deliver simple quality and affordable wellness solutions founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers hustlers and activists on the front lines of change their mission is to help you feel 100 every single day with fun and easy to understand plant-powered wellness products their plant-based wellness patches deliver ingredients topically These ingredients are then absorbed into the skin and into the bloodstream. You just stick it right on your skin. They're vegan, cruelty-free, latex-free, tested for pesticides, herbicides, and other contaminants before and after production. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get a special discount just for the Alexi listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with promo code LEXI at checkout. Orders over $50 get free shipping. Go to F-L-E-U-R-E. M-A-R-C-H-E dot com and use code Lexi for 20% off your first order. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the At Lexi podcast, and thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I have just come back from Paris, France, and I do want to give an apology for anyone that listened to last week's episode because it was recorded two weeks before I left for Paris and never touched. It was recorded, the the file was added to my computer, and I didn't touch it until I got back home. And in it, I let everyone know that I was going to Paris and that I might not be able to have an episode. And then things just, life just happened, and I wasn't able to get that information to you. And I have to say thank you to everyone that sent me a message asking where the show was. There was something really sweet about reading messages from you guys. I love reading messages from you guys. And being missed, it made it feel like I was making an impact. Like this show is worth doing, which I always love. I do it for myself. But um, knowing that other people really enjoy it just as much as I enjoy it means a lot to me. It means that there's some alignment and we're on the same page. Now I'm back. In Los Angeles, California, trying to get back into routine. The trip that I took was my first international trip since the global pandemic. And it's nice to travel. And I love to escape and I love to explore. And not being able to do that made me look inward and I became more accustomed to cooking instead of going to restaurants, obviously. And um, finding comfort and hobbies and pastimes within my personal space rather than looking outward. And it's fun to have access to travel back. The Paris trip was slightly impulsive. I hadn't been planning on this whatsoever. One of my best friends 
was looking for something to do for her 27th birthday. Some of her high school friends were going to be in Paris. We also have some friends that are models that were going to be walking during Paris Fashion Week. So we knew people that were going to be in Paris and it overlapped with something that she wanted to be doing something fun for. So she asked if I wanted to go to Paris for her 27th birthday and I said, yeah, I think... I think Paris sounds nice. I don't think I need to hesitate over whether or not I want to go to Paris. And for any of you that are working remote jobs, travel, travel. It is so worth it. I feel so refreshed, so renewed, and it's absolutely worth it. It's such a positive way to put your money. I just started spending so differently after travel wasn't an option. And because of the lack of ability to leave more interested in spending my money on toys and things rather than experiences because experiences weren't safe and now it feels good to be back and getting out and uh we flew (laughs) a budget airline on the way there so it wasn't the greatest flight it was fine and I had begun reading a book right before I got on the flight and I ended up just diving into it and loved it. The book that I was reading is called Cleopatra and Frankenstein, and it's by Coco Mellers. It's her debut novel. There's this bookstore called Despairs in Silver Lake or Echo Park, and the girls that work there are so cool, and I always just get recommendations from them of what to read. And one of the girls working suggested this book, and it's the story of a man named Frank and a woman named Cleo. She's from London. He's in his mid-40s. She's in her mid-20s, and They meet in an elevator and it's just instant chemistry and the relationship develops really fast and it's hot and it's sexy and it's steamy. It's the story of how this relationship comes together, what an effect you can have on another person and how intense chapters of your life can be. And I loved it. I really loved it. Yeah, I haven't sped through a book that quickly in quite some time and then while I was in Paris I purchased another book called The Dangers of Smoking in Bed and I just finished that last night and that is a South American author. FYI The Dangers of Smoking in Bed is not a nonfiction book. Someone got that confused when I was uh, bringing it up in conversation. I'm not reading about the legitimate dangers of smoking in bed. Um, The Dangers of Smoking in Bed is by Mariana Enrique or Mariana Enriquez. I don't know if there's a Z at the end of the name if you pronounce it or not. Need to brush up on my languages. My next trip that I want to go on is Mexico City and I speak better Spanish than I do French and being in France, I felt such a pang of embarrassment. I know that a lot of people speak English but it felt so inappropriate and so rude and so condescending to go places in another country and have them speak my language to me for my convenience because I didn't bother learning the language prior. I wanted to learn French for so long. It felt so humiliating and they don't care, but it also felt really stupid to, you know, uh, throw in a few French words, you know, to ask them to explain the menu item and then say, merci, (laughs) come on, or oui. So annoying. That really bothered me. That was a personal insecurity that I was experiencing while I was there. Um, I do want to get back to the dangers of smoking in bed, but let's go over my Paris trip first. We were staying in the 11th district for the first five days 
And where we were staying was gorgeous. It was so beautiful. We were by a park. We were on the top floor. We were overlooking the most gorgeous, beautiful buildings. And the architecture in Paris is just so stunning. It's so stunning. It makes LA look so ugly. It's not fair to compare, but it's human nature. We love to compare. And then I stayed in a hotel in the 14th or 15th district for a couple nights. And then I finished off my trip staying with a friend in the 18th. Also, at the beginning of my trip, I very much still had Los Angeles brain. We were going to restaurants or to bars or to places that were, you know, a 15-minute drive, a 10-minute drive. And I was offering to call Ubers because they were really affordable there. And that's just what you do in Los Angeles. Like, not everything is super walkable. So if it's a few miles away, you call a car forgetting how walkable Paris is. I've been to Paris once before, but that was back in 2017, and I actually had the most amazing time. But I was only there maybe four days, whereas this time I was there for 12, 12 days. So it was nice to have a lot more time. Um, but I was definitely guilty, and we were hanging out with one of my friend's friends who lives there, and she, she was like, why are you trying to call these cars? Like, we can take the subway, we can walk. I went with my friend Tyra, and Tyra and I were like, because it's it's cheap and it's it's easy. But it was the principle. She's like, I don't care if it's affordable. That's, why would you take a car when it's so walkable? So we began walking. And so at the beginning of the trip, I was ready to take five-minute car rides and by the end of it I was looking on the maps and seeing that something was a 54-minute walk away and shrugging my shoulders saying should we which is really who I am I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the pod before but I am a walker so getting me back in the routine of walking places obviously it's lingered since coming back home I was drunk on Saturday night two and a half miles away from my home and I was telling my friend we should just walk that's so dangerous. It's so dangerous. Also, it would have taken an hour. It was mildly dangerous. It's not so dangerous, but it it just wasn't the wisest decision. But it was fun to get to walk around places. I also am a city girl in a lot of ways, and I like spending time in a city that is so small and is so walkable. I also love that it was chilly and I got to wear long skirts and boots and coats. It felt really nice to experience the fall season that I'm not experiencing in Southern California. It was a good mental switch to remind me that time is passing. And as a summer girl, I love summer. I often waste October because I'm still coming to terms with the end of summer. So by the time that October is over and it's November and the holiday season is here, I have missed getting to experience spooky season, so I'm trying to be diligent about thinking about my Halloween costume and going to haunted houses and finding a hayride and going apple picking and doing fall-related things. I had coffee this morning and I got a pumpkin-flavored thing, so yeah. I feel very different about pumpkin-flavored food. I have a very neutral relationship with it. It's probably the first and only pumpkin drink I'm going to get this season. Maybe I'll have a second tasted it and it tasted like school <laughs> I don't I don't know how to explain it I was like "Ooh, this tastes like a school morning I don't know if I like this <laughs> I missed you guys I haven't recorded in two weeks so that's why I'm like let me tell you about Paris let me tell you about the book I'm reading let me tell you about my thoughts on October we're gonna bring it right back to Paris so we stayed in the 11th I'm driving everywhere until I realize until I get told tisk tisk why the hell are you doing this this is wrong 
Uh, we went to several different restaurants. The diet in Paris, I was having no exaggeration, one to two baguettes a day, one to two bottles of wine a day, probably a fourth of a stick of butter a day, maybe a wheel of cheese, and then two broccoli flores. That's how it felt. It felt that my diet was so heavy on the wine, the meat, the cheese, the butter. And then there would technically be a vegetable, but it'd be like one leek. And that's what I was having. We went to a ton of places. We went to Lavenue. We went to Chez Genoux. We went to Le Petit... I don't remember how to say this one. Le Petit Celestien. Someone's someone's rolling their eyes right now. I went to this bakery uh, that was so fantastic. It was my favorite one that I went to the entire trip because they had this croissant that was chocolate pistachio. And so I took a photo of the outside so I could remember it. I was like, got it. It's called boulangerie, not realizing that that just means bakery. So I'm like, yes, we need to go to boulangerie. And then you type it in and it's every single bakery ever. That's very unhelpful. Thankfully, um, the phone now keeps track of a lot of information. when you take a photo so it has the date and the time that the photo was taken and then on the map where the photo was taken so I could walk myself back to this place and then where do I even begin where do I even begin some would say the beginning (laughs) that's not how my brain works the first restaurant we went to was Lavenue and that's apparently Rihanna's favorite restaurant so we had Tyra's birthday dinner there I had lobster It was fantastic. And then we went to a bar that was definitely giving Beverly's in the Lower East Side. I don't even know if Beverly's is still open. And then we went to La Pearl, which definitely felt like clandestino because it was fashion week. It just felt like the internet was in Paris because everywhere I went, I was running into people that I knew from New York or LA or from London or from Paris because of the internet. So many Instagram friends I was walking into. So I had a very easy time in Paris because everywhere I went, it felt like I had friends and I had such a big social life because there were the people that I knew and then there were the people that Tyra knew and then her friends that were also visiting. So between all of us and all of us had someone, someone there. Tyra's high school friends, One of them had their cousin in Paris. Another had two other friends of their own in Paris. And another had a friend of her own in Paris. And I had two friends of my own in Paris. So between all of us, we really were having an easy time navigating a social life and having activities to do. And it was really fun. And we had regular spots that we would congregate at at the end of the night. And I don't know, I went to a concert at a museum. Uh, We went to a club one night, went to a hotel bar, just neighborhood bars. It was really fun. And then Tyra and her friends went off to the south of France. And I stayed with my friend Ella in her hotel for a couple nights. And then I stayed with my friend who is one of my first internet friends ever. Guys, before FaceTime existed, we would iChat, video iChat, late night While she lived in London and I lived in Warrington, Virginia, we were OG YouTube friends and we would talk about just growing up and and the friendship's so special because we were so far removed from each other's lives that when we were sharing information, I'm like, yeah, I remember when you gave your first hand job. She's like, oh my God. I was staying with her and she has three roommates and is in this gorgeous flat and the living room is gigantic with all these gorgeous windows looking over all these other gorgeous buildings and 
She cooked a big feast for us and her roommates. It was just so nice to sit around a big table with a bunch of friends that lived, had their own life. And we just sat and shared stories and played cards. And it felt like a movie. It felt like a movie. I loved entering a whole other life. And one of my biggest takeaways from this trip is how amazingly adaptable we are. The fact that we really can just plop ourselves anywhere in the world what a graceful word, plop, um, that we can land. I think it's one of the most beautiful things that we can land anywhere in the world and give us a couple days and we will make a life for ourselves. We will come up with a little routine. Even when I'm going on a really short trip, like a long weekend, you find the coffee shop that you go to. You find the bar that you like. You find the path that you like to walk on. And it's so fun how really we can make lives for ourselves anywhere and truly, if you have a desire to go somewhere, to move somewhere, to visit somewhere for an extended period of time, to visit somewhere for a short period of time, you should do it. You should absolutely do it. I didn't buy a return flight. I was getting way in over my head thinking I can go to London, I can go to Copenhagen, I can go to Sweden, I can go anywhere I want. But once I started hopping around, once I was staying two nights somewhere, two nights somewhere, I was exhausted. I hated lugging around a suitcase with me. It was time to go home. And now I'm back in Los Angeles and I have not one but two friends visiting, which has been so fun. Both from New York. One staying with me right now and then the other one staying in a friend's house, but he's going to stay with me this weekend. And I just love, I love it. I love how big and small my world is becoming. It, it was really fun and I had so much gratitude for the internet for the fact that I had friends in Paris. And yes, that was like a particularly amazing and convenient week to go because everyone was visiting. But then to come back to LA and it's sort of just a random week and still having two other friends visit, I just feel really grateful and I love to see them. And this past weekend was fun. <laughs> I'm back in the dating scene. I know I was doing like the uh, 12 dates this year, one date a month, but I actually feel so... Um, so much attention, so much romance coming my way right now. It feels like it's raining men. I don't know what is going on energetically in the world or energetically within me, but I've definitely felt a switch. I, I don't know what's going on, but I really feel a lot of intense romantic or relationship opportunities or being presented to myself and a lot of this is coming out of fact and a lot of this is coming out of just feeling I was on a date a couple nights ago two nights ago and it was just so easy it was a first date conversation was flowing it was the right amount of personal and light-hearted I've heard too many times about someone going on a date and someone just starts dumping their life story in an inappropriate manner to them you can't just trauma dump on someone. Everyone's had a hard life and it's, it's wrong to just put that on someone. It's also incredibly manipulative sometimes. I digress. But went on a date, really fun. Think we're going on another date this weekend or this week. Just feeling good, feeling fun, feeling flirty, feeling refreshed, renewed, excited for the future. I'm going to go to the bookstore after this as a reward. Uh, for, I don't know, recording this podcast. Just as a reward, I feel that I want to get a new book because I just finished The Dangers of Smoking in Bed, which let me now tell you about because I loved it. So I loved Cleopatra and Frankenstein and then purchased The Dangers of Smoking in Bed. And it's a collection of short stories. And it's honestly 
what I wish Homesick for Another World was. It's a South American author, and these short stories are, I would probably describe it as magical realism. You're unsure what is real and what isn't. Everything is witchy and superstitious and feels as if you're in this cloudy fever dream. And I love it. If you're an Otessa Moshvik fan, if you liked My Year of Rest and Relaxation or Eileen or Homesick for Another World, I think you would love this. It's kind of gross, but I kind of like my books gross. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And then I think the next book I'm going to get is Joan Didion's My Year of Magical Thinking. But because I am in such a fun, free, flirty mood, maybe I should get a book that reflects that. I don't know why, but I can't bring myself to ever read anything lighthearted. I hardly ever read anything light, fast-paced, and fun. Ever. I don't know why. But I'll take my time and maybe look around and also check on my to-be-read list and see if there is anything maybe a little bit more lighthearted. But apparently that's just not my style. I've recently switched from Goodreads to Storygraph. By recently, it's probably been 10 months. But you can see a breakdown of the books that you read. And so far, I've read 15 books this year. And the pie chart that breaks down the moods that I prefer to read, statistically, because I don't know if I would necessarily agree with it. So the largest categories are reflective, dark, and emotional. Then the next chunk is informative, tense, and sad. And then the smallest chunks are inspiring, funny, and lighthearted. As someone who would probably consider themselves personality-wise, lighthearted, funny, inspiring, for me to have emotional, dark, tense, informative as what I like to read, it's interesting, because why am I consuming that? Anyway, it's been something that I, that was really eye-opening to me, to be honest. What else has been going on in my life? Paris, 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 Paris. Just honestly loving putting together outfits. Also, I was passing by a dispensary on the way here, and the dispensaries here have a lot of them large green plus signs, and that is what they use for the sign of their pharmacy in France. So every time I thought I was seeing a dispensary, it was just where you could get your skincare, which I did. I got a giant Caudalie spray, facial spray, because it was cheaper. Also, I so luckily found myself to be in Europe when the euro was less than a dollar. So I probably saved money going to Paris. It's a beautiful thing. I feel like last time I was in Paris, I did a few more touristy things, a few more historical things. This time was really about the food, the shopping, and the parties. So if I were to talk to my family about, you know, did you see XYZ? The answer is no, probably not. And then my flight home was a little bit of a disaster. I had a, a connecting flight because it was $500 cheaper. So I had a 20-minute layover. And when I land at my layover spot, I start sprinting. I am running. And I am having to ask everyone in every line, Hi, my flight's right now. Do you mind if I, if I cut you? And everyone was so kind. I, every uh, civilian was really kind. I got into a bit of a fight with an employee. I was clearly in distress. And she's like, do not give me attitude. 
I was like, oh, I really wasn't meaning to. And she's like, yeah, you weren't meaning to. Like, I believe that. Like, I, I may have come across that way. I didn't even have the time to apologize, but God forbid, I need to make sure that everybody likes me. So I take my time during my period of time where I don't have any time. I'm like, I, I don't know if it came across that way, but I really didn't mean it. She's like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm, no, I saw what you were doing. You were giving me eyes. You were giving me a look. And don't think that I'm too stupid to realize that in her little Irish accent because I was in Dublin. And she was this middle-aged ugly hag. Fuck her. And I was like, okay, I really wasn't. Off I go, put my backpack back on, start sprinting, and I am breaking a sweat, okay? Thank God I trained for a half marathon this past year because it was coming in handy. And I arrive at the gate from Dublin to Los Angeles, and I don't see anyone lined up so I'm like fuck they're all on the plane they're all on the plane and I run up to the woman at the check-in desk she's like honey are you okay I was like flight to Los Angeles she's like yeah we're, we're running late we're not gonna board for another 40 minutes okay thank you so much which is an incredible relief so I had suddenly 40 minutes when I thought I was going to miss my flight I really believe that I was going to miss my flight and in my terminal which this was a running theme for both of my flights there and back uh, I was stuck in terminals where there was one restaurant or just one little stop and shop the terminal I was in at LAX on my way to Paris was a scene out of Broad City. I'm not even kidding you. Tyra and I are getting ready to go to the airport and she realizes, oh shit, we might actually be running late. We get to the airport. Our airline is the first desk available, so we don't even need to run to find it. There's no one in line, so we check in and get our bags on so quickly. We get through security with, what is it called? Clear. So we bypass everyone. We've been in the airport maybe 15 minutes and we're done. Then we enter the area where you have the shopping and the bars and the restaurants. And then we see that our gate is pointed to another area. So we're like, should we get food first or see the gate first? Let's just see the gate first so we know where it is. And then we can come back and get food because it's all been so easy. Let's just check it out. Um, our gate was down an escalator. You know those runways? They're like the moving tracks that you can walk on so you get through the hallway faster. There were two of those. Then you followed another hallway down to the left. And then you had to walk up three flights of stairs or take an elevator. Then walk around a corner and there was no bar, no restaurant. There was a Sprinkles cupcake vending machine. There was a vending machine for healthy choices, you know, like salads and noodle bowls and stuff. And then there was a, a newsstand where you could get books, candy, chips. And then there was a coffee shop where you could get beer, coffee, or, you know, like pre-made sandwiches. It felt like a joke. I guess we're like, all right, so we're in the gate that's down the escalator. No big deal. A little separated, but no biggie. And we're like, oh, we're in the gate down the escalator across two track pads. No biggie. Oh, it's down an escalator across two track pads, down a hallway, up three flights of stairs in a separate section with no restaurant. For sure. They're offering car rides. They have little carts that will take you. It truly felt like a scene out of Broad City. Now, this terminal that I was in in Dublin, there was a candy shop, a bar. There was a restaurant, but I was like, we don't have time for that. So I'm going to go to the coffee shop and I'm going to get myself a latte. And then I saw that they did have sandwiches. I was desperate because I hadn't had food yet. So I chose to get an egg salad sandwich. 
which is a risky choice. And it hit. It was so good. I'm like, there's no way this dumb airport sandwich in a box is so delicious because everyone knows those are the worst of the worst sandwiches. So I'm sitting at my gate eating my egg salad sandwich and my iced latte, which might I add that people, I guess, just aren't used to the lattes in Europe or the iced coffees in general. Everything is hot. So when I received my my latte, it was in a frappuccino cup with the the elevated lid that you would put whipped cream on, but that was all empty space because I just got an ice latte. And then the straw that I was given was a red and white swirly stripe, think of a candy cane straw. And it just was the ugliest scene I've ever seen in my life. Sweating my ass off, literally dripping, forehead's dripping, back is dripping, chin is dripping, eating egg salad with this ugly ass candy cane stripe straw frappuccino looking latte ugly u-g-l-y and then i got on my flight and everything seemed fine i'm always someone that sleeps on flights but apparently that is a thing of the past or it's that truth is on hold as i hardly slept on the way there and then i didn't sleep at all on the way back i watched licorice pizza because i'd never seen it before and then i watched call me by your name which I had also never seen before. Licorice Pizza was good, but Call Me By Your Name was great. I love that movie. My God, I bet people around me thought I was like a pedophile for my two movie choices. And I almost got Lolita. I was thinking about getting Lolita instead of the dangers of smoking in bed. Imagine if you were sitting next to someone on the flight who was watching a story of an underage love story, holding a book with an underage love story, or like an inappropriately aged love story. I don't know if love story is even the right word because Lolita's not a love story. Lolita's an abuse story. Anyway, I just feel like it could really paint an inappropriate picture for me. Just something that I was thinking about. And then when I arrived back in Los Angeles, my bag was lost in Dublin. So I left the airport with no bags, which should seem like a nightmare, but I just had faith that it was going to come back. And I was on my way home. I wasn't beginning the trip, so I wasn't entering a space that I didn't have anything. I was going back to my home where I have plenty of things and if anything my suitcase was so incredibly heavy I love that I got to leave the airport without that heavy bag because I was exhausted I woke up at 6 30 or 7 Paris time and I landed 7 a.m Paris time so I'd been up for 24 hours and I hadn't slept so holding a a large bag was too much for me so I liked that I got to just leave with a purse and a backpack and then my bag was delivered to me two days later at my doorstep. I didn't have to carry it up a single stair. Okay, I know I've been very chatty, and typically I try to split it up, like one-third my life update, two-thirds your questions, or at least half and half. Right now it's feeling like two-thirds me, one-third you, but let's see what the audience is asking. My Instagram handle is the same as the name of this podcast, at Lexi, and if you ever want to chat about episodes, feel free to DM me on Instagram, leave a review on the podcast app, or join our Geneva. Starting from the very top, I'm seeing a lot of confusing looking usernames, so we might just nix that. But first, a word from today's sponsor. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. I was so lucky as a kid. I never had 
seasonal allergies. It was not something I dealt with. And then something switched in my mid-20s and I started developing seasonal allergies and my allergies throw off my whole morning. So let me tell you about Astapro. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. I think it's important to mention that Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays can take hours. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy noses, and sneezing. I only recently learned about Astapro. I wish I knew about it sooner. If you're interested, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Are you looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? Let me tell you about Recess Mood. It's infused with functional ingredients. It's not just a sparkling water. It has mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. It comes in four delicious flavors, strawberry rose, tropical bliss, blood orange, and raspberry lemon. I think raspberry lemon's my favorite. I do like strawberry rose a lot as well. I love a fun beverage. It's nice to crack one open, pour it over ice, to unwind at home, chill on the couch, treat yourself to a night in. It's a great replacement for alcohol. It's also a way to stay balanced while on the go when you're running errands. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. So head to takearecess.com slash Lexi and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Sponsor potentially. Okay, I'm going to get a little sad girl for a second. But Mother's Day is around the corner. And if your mother is still in your life, a really unique gift that you could get is my life in a book. How it works is that every week, mylifeinabook.com will send your mom questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or custom questions that you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or record her voice. And My Life in a Book compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. And then they can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. So it's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Woo! If you're interested, check out mylifeinabook.com and use code LEXI at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's M-Y-L-I-F-E-I-N-A-B-O-O-K.com and use code LEXI for 10% off today. You know the week before your period? I would argue that it's worse than your actual period. I feel like I want to crawl out of my skin. I have crazy cravings. I feel down, I feel like my head's going to explode, and I think I hate myself and everything around me, and I'm on the verge of a menti B, and I do not know why. Then I start bleeding, and I'm like, ah, got it, for sure. Now it's easier than ever to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth is the company that created Hormone Harmony, as well as Estro Control, and is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means only using science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code LEXI, L-E-X-I-E, at checkout. That's happymammoth, H-A-P-P-Y, M-A-M-M-O-T-H.com. And use the code LEXI for 15% off today. First question I'm going to answer is letting go of toxic friendships in your 20s. 
All it takes is ripping off the band-aid once. Because a lot of us want to hold on to things because we've had them. You can think of a relationship like a favorite item in your wardrobe, you know, like a dress that you had really great memories in, but it doesn't fit the same anymore or it's stained now. Maybe it's time to let it go. Even though you had a great time, it might be time to let it go. Whereas these relationships that brought you so much joy and happiness in the past might not be doing that anymore. And once you peacefully release a relationship that's no longer serving you, you see how much time it frees up in your life and how much space it frees up in your brain that you can use towards more positive things. And then it makes the idea of letting go of these friendships a lot easier. It only gets easier. Every friendship that I've let go of has only affected me positively. Someone asked if I liked Paris. I loved Paris. They said they used to live there and they always wonder what people think of it. I loved it and I want to go back. Typically when I visit somewhere, I start thinking about where's the next place that I want to go that I've never been before, but... I really like Paris, and that would be somewhere that I would like to frequent every couple years. This question is interesting because I've definitely had differing opinions about it. How to deal with body insecurities when you're with your friends, models, etc. I'm lucky enough to be friends with some of the most gorgeous people on this planet. My friends are stunning. So how do I avoid comparing myself to them when I'm simply not them? I feel really good in my body right now. I feel really hot, really sexy, really comfortable. I have a really good mental headspace around my body right now. It's a journey. The relationship with my body is a journey as a lot of people can relate to. Next question I'm going to answer is, how does traveling change your perceptions? It reminds me how easily adaptable we are and I know I brought that up earlier in this episode but I really felt that was my biggest takeaway my second biggest takeaway is that I like to be on my feet I sleep better I'm happier I'm less stressed if I spend a majority of the day on my feet but my largest takeaway was more or less there are so many lives for me all over this world and getting to travel reminds me of how big this world is and how many possibilities there are oh this is so cute someone asked how are you so lighthearted and silly i love your energy especially with your friends and i want to laugh more oh my god that's so funny because last night i had a bunch of friends over and we were just chatting about what's going on in our lives what we're struggling with it was also a full moon last night which is a great excuse to have people reflect on the past 28 days or just the recent past and the moon looked beautiful and I have a deck so it's great to look out at and I was in such a good mood and I'm in such a good headspace and I feel really great right now just really self-assured really confident really motivated I'm feeling randomly sounds dramatic but I'm feeling really courageous right now I'm feeling very bold and that I'm I'm in a place to take some risks to to be a little bit more forward in different aspects of my life. But I was telling some story. I was physically getting tickly. Like I was so happy that my body was actually getting ticklish to be tickled by life. How did I get here? How did I get here? It's a lot of introspection and figuring out knowing what I like and what makes me operate well and a healthy balance of comforts and risk. Uh, where I'm doing things that are propelling me forward, but also doing things to keep me sane and safe and happy. 
Uh, and I know this is kind of a, a vague answer, but that is those are the themes throughout my life that are keeping me feeling giggly and feeling lighthearted. Um, of course, life happens and not every moment of life can be lighthearted, but ultimately, oof, this is a tired word, but I think I stay lighthearted and silly by having a lot of gratitude, getting through hard situations, and then when something ever so slightly disappointing happens, I'm like, like, this is nothing in comparison. I don't know, I just have a lot of gratitude and excitement to be here. I really love life. I'm, I'm happy to be here, and because I have a sense of ease and a sense of self-assurance and self-confidence, I'm not so in my head all the time and I'm able to use my energy to notice the world around me and like the little silly things that are happening. Just think about it. It always comes back to the Echo Park Swan. It really does. Uh, Think about it. If you're feeling incredibly insecure, you're hating yourself, you're hating something that you said, you're hating how you look, you're hating this, that, and the other, and your friend invites you out to the Echo Park Swans, which the Echo Park Swans are boats that are shaped, they're pedal boats that are shaped like swans in Echo Park, and it's a really stupid, silly, fun experience. And if you're hating yourself, how are you supposed to laugh at the fact that you're in a boat shaped like a swan? You can't, because you're distracted. So get to a point where you can just be in the moment and then you can laugh at all the silly things that are around you. Ooh, interesting question. I don't know if I'm able to answer this. Do you feel like you're radiating a different energy or light since moving to Los Angeles? My life is a little bit easier. So I think there is a lightness in that. I know you're talking about light, but I'm thinking of light as in um, like less heavy. There started to be a heaviness towards the end of my New York experience. I was having a lot of trouble in my family life just with losing my mom. That was really intense. And then the New York subway started getting a lot more dangerous. The train that I was taking to go into the city had two. There was a shooting and then a bombing threat. I just didn't feel safe there. And then I had a really um, scary experience where there was a verbal attack to me while on the subway. That was really frightening, and I just started feeling scared. I was feeling scared in a lot of capacities, and safety should not be a privilege, and I had this opportunity to move out here. So in that sense, I do feel a lot easier and lighter, but am I radiating a different light? I don't know. I don't know, but I will say since coming back from my trip or even while being in my trip, something switched in my brain. I'm feeling, I'm feeling different. I'm feeling different. I'm still feeling good, and I was feeling good before, but there's a little bit of a a switch that flipped, and I don't exactly know what that's going to lead to, but I felt it. So stay tuned. Where do you want to travel to next? Do you have the travel bug, travel tips? Yes, I have the travel bug. Travel tips are to get to the airport earlier than you need to, the stress relief of just being able to be at the airport. And I don't mind having ample time to get a snack, to walk around, to really sit at a restaurant and take my time and have a hot meal, um, to look for a book, to read a magazine, to pull out my laptop and do some work. That is so much better than rushing to the airport. If you're not doing this already, but 
adding the boarding pass into your Apple wallet. It's so convenient to have it on your phone. Another travel tip is to just bring one purse. I found it to be very convenient to just have one bag with me, and that was the bag that I took everywhere. Another travel tip is to bring pieces that you can wear multiple different ways. So while I was packing, I brought two vests, I brought one heavy coat, and then I bought a light trench while I was there. And then I brought three long skirts that I interchanged the entire time wearing them in different ways. I brought a pair of black boots, a pair of loafers, and a pair of heels. I ended up not even wearing the heels because they were open-toed and it was too cold, but I would have been totally fine with just the loafers and the black boots. So packing things that go with everything to save you space. Other travel tips, if you can, stay in one place the whole time per city. I could have stayed so much longer if I wasn't having to bop around. Once I started having to drag my suitcase, unpack it, pack it up over and over again, I was ready to head home. Another travel tip, unpack. Unpack. I don't know how I used to ever leave my suitcase open and pull from my suitcase. No, 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 no. Even if your Airbnb or your hotel just has two drawers and a few hangers, use them. As soon as I got to our Airbnb, I put all of my skirts folded up on the shelf. Then I put all of my tops folded up on the shelf, all of my socks, all of my underwear and my PJs in a section, and then I hung everything else, and it was so nice, and I zipped up my suitcase, and I put it away. Even if I'm only in a hotel or an Airbnb for two or three nights, I'm unpacking. The only time I won't is if I'm there one night. Where do I want to travel next? I, ooh, kind of anywhere. I would love to go to Copenhagen. I would love to go to Sweden. I'd love to go to Germany. I know that Copenhagen's not a country, but um, I just don't know anywhere in Sweden well enough to be like, this is a specific place that I want to go. Uh, I want to go to Iceland. I want to go to Canada. Not in the winter. I want to go to Montana. I want to go to Mexico City. I would like to go to South America. I want to go to Buenos Aires. After reading this book that took place in South America, I feel really curious about it. I'm just open to the idea of international travel or just travel in general. You guys know I was taking day trips. I was really interested in exploring California, which California has so much to offer, but I can't lie, getting international felt really exciting and really invigorating and really exhilarating. What are you obsessed with right now? I'm obsessed with my purse that I thrifted and it's so stylish and it's so of the moment for an outdated bag i'm so sorry for not having a photo i might actually let me check my instagram do i have a photo of it on my instagram yeah if you look in my midnight in paris photo it's the red bag that i'm holding that bag i've been taking everywhere with me and i'm obsessed with it right now i also love the two books that i just read I was in a slump when it came to reading this year. There was a lot of duds that I read this year, more than I read last year. And having two books that I flew through back to back has really reinvigorated the reading in me. So definitely check out both of those books. I'm obsessed with the idea of buying art. I bought a print while I was in Paris and I've got so lucky. It was just small enough to fit flat in my suitcase because otherwise I don't know what I would have done, because if it got smushed or folded or crinkled, 
during the travel. I would have felt so bad, but it's gorgeous and it matches the other big painting that I have in my room. And I bought this other piece of art actually at Despair's bookstore. Um, so that should be arriving sometime this week. I just need to arrange for the artist to come install it in my room. And I'm loving going to art galleries. I'm obsessed with that right now. And walking. I'm back on my walking kick. I'm also obsessed or actually really enjoying dating right now. I really like it. Before, it used to seem like such a chore. Right now, it feels really good and fun. Someone asked how to turn your energy outward and get out of your head. Sometimes the best way to get out of your head is to get into your body. So a really intense workout class. Nothing will get you out of your head like a Barry's boot camp class, truly. You don't have time to think. You are sprinting. You are lifting weights. You are moving quickly. You're in a dark room. Another way is to get into someone else's head. Great conversation. Be a really active listener. Listening is a dying art, okay? It is a beautiful and necessary skill to listen. So just ask someone else how they're doing. Call your mom, call your dad, call your grandpa, call your grandma, call your cousin, call your BFF, call your neighbor. Um, maybe not your neighbor. I don't know. Depends on your relationship with your neighbor. But have a chat with someone. It feels really good to have someone reach out and say that they've been thinking about you. So why don't you do that to someone else? Another great way to get out of your head is to look around and become more of an observer. Spend some time looking at the ceiling of where you work that you've never paid attention to. Notice what color the door is. What does it smell like where you are right now? You know, a great way to get out of your head is just to start observing other things. So those are some of my ideas. Is it normal to feel overwhelmed by trying to constantly self-improve? That is normal. I think a lot of us have gotten in that trap before, but no, it's not like a healthy, good thing. Self-improvement, if it's bringing you distress, it's not working. I think it's time that you change your strategy. What are your favorite skincare products at the moment? Oh my god, so I learned this. I was washing my face with Fresh's Soy Cleanser, Stellium. The moisturizer that I was using is the sleeping mask from Fresh, and it's, you know, it's just a really thick cream. You can use it as a sleeping mask or I forget exactly what it's advertised for but my skin was amazing with it and I ran out so I went to Sephora to buy it and I had gotten it in PR and it's $65 I was like no way no way that I was just using a $65 moisturizer that is the curse and blessing of getting PR as one of my other favorite skincare brands is pharmacy and I know I know that at certain points, my skincare routine is at least $500. And I, I always wonder, like, what would my skincare routine be if none of, if, if all of this was paid for out of my own pocket and not gifts? Because it feels, what's the right word? Like, I can't without a small sense of guilt recommend all of my skincare products knowing that I got them for trade, you know? that they were sent to me with the hope that I will mention them on social media. It's hard to say what I would use, but are those products amazing? Yeah. Yeah. I use Apostrophe for my retinoid, and then I use Paula's Choice as my exfoliant, but I even have this really nice Lancome serum and this Lancome eye cream that I know those have to be really expensive as well, and 
I have great skin and it's like, do I credit it to my expensive skincare routine? Do I credit it to birth control? Do I credit it to consistency and not sleeping with makeup? I don't know. It's hard to say because I, as I said, I can't completely without a small sense of guilt recommend these products, but those are, are my faves. How to love being alone and at peace without male validation. Oh girl, I've done this for years and years and years and years. We want to impress ourselves. We want to be our own biggest fan. We want to be our own role model. We want our role model to be the future version of ourselves. We want to be so impressed by how we spend our time and how we treat ourselves. We cannot let this all be down to the decision of a man, an opinion of a man. Of It doesn't even need to be a man, just of someone else. No, 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 no. Love being alone and at peace without a male because there's going to be so much of our lives, if we choose to do so, so much of our lives that is done in partnership where when I meet someone that I'm trying to commit to and have a family with and spend quote unquote the rest of my life with, that's going to be a long time. Life is short, but life is also very long. And when I meet that person I'm going to be a little upset with myself if I know that I spent the short 10 years that I had as a single person, as a young adult, trying to seek for other random people's validation when I'm going to spend 40, 50 years with someone, God willing, or whoever, whatever. I'm going to want that decade for me, myself, and I. What's an activity you love doing but never get around to doing? great question great question because there's got to be a good bit sports I love sports but I haven't put any energy in finding a league I love swimming I love I run by myself I don't swim by myself I used to do that with my parents and I was on swim team hockey I was a big field hockey player and even a roller hockey player before that skiing I was gonna say that's what came to my mind first but I do try to go skiing once a year I can guarantee, and I'm okay if it is only once a year. I'm I'm satisfied with that amount. I'd love to go more, but skiing is kind of an expensive pastime or hobby or activity. But physical activity is the one that's coming to my mind is the general answer. Would you ever live in New York City again? Maybe. This person also asked if I have any plans to visit NYC soon. I'm going to go this month because my dad just retired. I want to go see him in Virginia. And I also need to get my Invisalign out. So I will be on the East Coast this month. Favorite journal prompt. I don't have one at the moment. Last night, typically I'm the friend that's giving the journal prompts for the journals. You know, when people come over to do full moon reflections, new moon intentions, whatever. I'm pretty good at coming up with journal prompts. I don't have any right now and I was struggling with it. I was doing some Google searching and nothing was hitting the spot that I needed to be hit. So go to the Geneva if you're in it or join if you're not. And there's a journaling section. Can you hit me up with some journal prompts? Because I would love to share them in an upcoming episode. Right now, I'm I'm just such an advanced journaler that I don't need prompts. I just know exactly what's on my mind. And I know whether it's time to do a to-do list, a plan, or if it's more of a diary style, or if I just feel like doodling. You know what's so interesting is completely subconsciously, when I'm writing more diary style things, I write in cursive. And when I'm doing day planning or to-do lists, I write in all caps print. And I don't know how this came up, but someone was talking about how 
women like feminine energy is more like cursive and masculine energy is more like print masculine energy is doing and feminine energy is being and it's so interesting that when I'm just reflecting and being I'm in cursive and when I'm doing I write in print all caps I thought that was fascinating just checks out with the logic so much anyway I love chatting with all of you today. I hope that you loved this episode. It feels good to be back in the studio as much as I loved being abroad and traveling and having a great time. It feels good to be back and I'm in a good headspace and I love you all so much. If you like this podcast, rate it five stars, leave me a review, join the Geneva chat, follow me on social, and uh, we'll chat soon. All right, XOXO, Lexi. Mm -hmm.